Here we go. So today's daf is daf kuf yud aleph. Page 111 in the Halakha Masechah Skubis. We have two pages left until our siyum. Very sad, but an incredible, uh, incredible accomplishment. Another incredible accomplishment. It's sad that you got to leave Ksubis and move to something else. But you know we can stay with Ksubis. Also do Ksubis and the Dorim. Why not? Let's do, uh, let's do a Chazar. All right, that's right. All right, here we go. Chevra, today's daf is Kuf Yud Aleph. We're going to pick up at the bottom of daf Kuf Yud. We have a lot to do today. We are seven lines up from the bottom of 110B of Kuf Yod Amud Beis. We are up to Tanu Rabbanon Tafresh. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and so should we. Today's daf is all about Yishuv, Eretz Yisrael, living in Eretz Yisrael, and those who, those of us who live outside Eretz Yisrael while we are in Golis. And the differences between living in Eretz Yisrael and not living in Eretz Yisrael we're going to find some incredible, incredible Gemaras. And there's going to be, if you'd like to learn a lot of the, there are some expressions that may seem quite shocking and surprising. We're going to do our best in a very concise fashion to give a quick explanation of the ones that, that are, uh, we'll call it shocking and surprising, but it's worthwhile on your own time to delve in it a little more be it. So here we go. Tanura Bonon. The rabbis learned, so should we, a person should always live in Eretz Yisrael. You should always live in Israel. Even if it means moving from a city in Chutz Laaretz, an outside Israel diaspora, and moving to a city in Israel that's majority non-Jewish. Now, if it's all non-Jewish, don't live there. Even in Eretz Yisrael. Majority non-Jewish, it's Kedai. As long as you have other Yidin with you, the midst of Eretz Yisrael is is makes it worthwhile. The burn should not dwell outside the land of Israel. Even if it means living in a city like Lakewood or a city where you have majority of Yidden. Shakol Hadar Don't jump out of your chairs yet. Anybody who lives in Eretz Yisrael, you are considered like you have a God. Anybody who lives outside Israel, Doima is considered as similar. Like you don't have a God. You live outside Eretz Yisrael. You hear this? It's like you don't have a God. I'm giving the land of Canaan. In the land of Canaan, I'm going to be for you for a God. What are you talking about? You live outside Eretz Yisrael. You don't have a God. What about all of us sitting here learning and coming straight from Minyan and davening? Huh? Vosmeint says the Gemara. What's the message? What this says to you is. If you live in, if you live outside, you live in It's as if you're worshiping idols. That's what it means. As if you have no God. Now let's take a quick moment. Again, there's so much to speak about of this. Let's take a quick moment to explain. What's with this strong expression? What does this mean? What the Gemara is telling us is. The opportunity of connection in Eretz Yisrael that does not exist outside Eretz Yisrael is very real. You could, re- it says like you don't have, a, it doesn't say you don't have a God, it says daima. What does daima mean? Daima, it's similar to, means you have to, we have to realize that there's a complete different reality between living in Eretz Yisrael and outside Eretz Yisrael. If you live in Eretz Yisrael, there are opportunities of connection with Hashem that simply is impossible. It's impossible to have outside Eretz Yisrael. Now, why do we live here? Why do we live outside Eretz Yisrael? Because the reality is, as we're going to see, this Gemara is dealing and really focusing on people who lived in Eretz Yisrael and moved out of Eretz Yisrael, left Eretz Yisrael. But a person who's from Golos, born in Golos, we have to live in a place where we're going to have the greatest relationship with the Rebbein Shalom and do the most mitzvahs. There's different society. Listen, the Rebbein Shalom put us in Golos. And while we're in Golos, there's always going to be people who live in Golos. And a person has to live in a place where they can do, their, they can do the most with their Torah mitzvahs. And if, if, with my current support system and my current reality and your current reality, we're going to be greater Avdei Hashem in Chutz La'aretz. So our Chiyuv right now our, our, is Slevachor. Now, it doesn't in any way, shape, or form minimize the opportunity that Eretz Yisrael does offer a person. Okay. Says the Gemara further. And similarly, by David Amelech, he, 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 uh, David Amelech says, 
I'm sorry, it said about Dovid HaMelech, Ki Gershuni HaYoyim Mei Histapeach Benachlas Hashem, when Dovid HaMelech had to run away from Eretz Yisrael, he says, they've driven me away from my ability to have a relationship with the Rebbeinu Shem. Go serve other gods. Go serve other gods. It's as if you're worshipping idols. Okay. Yeah, he was, he was chased to the lands of Mayav. He was chased to the, land, to the lands of Mayav. Says the Gemara Vaiter, huh? Yeah. Rav Zera, have a comment. Shtamim, we need review to Rav Zera. Listen to this. Listen to this, Chavra. Rav Zera wanted to go move to Eretz Yisrael. Rav Zera wanted to move to Eretz Yisrael. Rebbe Yisrael. So Rav Zera didn't want to go around his Rebbe, Rebbe Yehuda. You know why? Because he knew Rebbe Yehuda is going to tell him not to make Aliyah. So he didn't want to see Rebbe Yehuda because if his Rebbe would have told him not to make Aliyah, he's going to have to listen. So, what do you do if you're not interested in uh, any sort of confrontation? You sneak out the back door. Yeah, you sneak out the back door. He wants to go to Eretz Yisroh. Dom Yudah so held. Chavra, we're about to enter a fundamental discussion about the state of Israel versus the land of Israel. Anybody who goes to Eretz Yisroh before Mashiach comes has transgressed a command. Shenemar, the says in the Torah, top of today's daf. Says it today's daf. Pasuk in Novi, but Bavla Yuva v'Shama Hayu and Bavla you will remain and you will stay there. Ad Yaim Pakti Yisam No Mashem. God says, I'm sending you into exile, and you will stay there until I tell you that you can leave. So Rabbi Yehuda says it is forbidden for an individual to make Aliyah until Mashiach comes. The question is, so why is Rav Zera making Aliyah? Rav Zera is trying to avoid his Rebbe. Sneak out the back door. Why, why was Rav Zera arguing? He says, Gemara, Rav Zera, who bequeathed Shari's Tiv? He says, it's not talking about an individual Yid. It refers to the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. Meaning, the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash need to remain in Bavel. Everything else will go back to Eretz Yisrael. says, no, no, no. There's another Pasuk about the vessels, which says, That I've, uh, I've uh, sworn about you the daughters of Yerushalayim, to not awaken my love until it is time to do so. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that we have a responsibility, we have a promise. Hashem says, you're not allowed in Israel. Listen to this, Chavah, this is incredible. This is incredible. Hashem says, when I see Yidin in Eretz Yisrael, it awakens a love inside of me for them that's not allowed to exist while they're in, while they're in Gullus. It's like, it's like the same way couples have a separation at times, a physical separation. The Bunshalom says it, 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 there needs to be a physical separation between Yidin and, 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 and me. And the way to create that is by them leaving Eretz Yisrael. They're not allowed to be in Eretz Yisrael. Rav Zera, whoever wants to make Aliyah, says, No. He says that's based off a different Pasuk. And this is where we get into the fundamental vault. This is the fundamental issue that we have that uh, Satmer has with Zionism. And that is um, that uh, it is forbidden to go and uh, take back Eretz Yisrael by scaling the walls, by using force. The Rabbi Yehuda, but Rabbi Yehuda says, Hishpati Achrinuksiv. It says there's, there's another Hishpati. Ultimately, as we're, gonna, we're about to learn, there are three oaths, there's three vows that, ha- that Hashem forced us into at the time that we went into Gullus. We were forced into three things. Those three things is, as we're about to learn, number one, we're not going to take back Eretz Yisrael by force until Mashiach comes. Number two is, we will not rebel against the nations. We will not rebel against the nations that lock us in. And number three is an oath Hashem promises to us, which is that the nations are never allowed to treat us in a way that's terrible. So this is incredible. Because, so this is incredible because, you know, the, the, the conversation amongst the G'daylim that are beyond any of us. We know the, we're, the, the famous three-way machlaikas, halachic machlaikas, when the state of Israel was founded, between Rav Kook, Zecher Tzadik Levracha, 
the Chazaynish, Zecher Tzadik Levracha, and the Satmar Rebbe, Zecher Tzadik Levracha, was based off of today's daf, was based off of this Gemara, where the Pasuk, everybody agrees, the, the verse says very clearly, you're not allowed to take back Eretz by force. However, the conversation is whether the three oaths are interdependent on each other. Can I not take back Eretz Yisrael only when the nations keep up their end of the oath by not completely trying to annihilate us? Hence, after the Holocaust, Rav Cook was of the opinion that going back to Eretz Yisrael, and there's a very, very long conversation, it's a lot more than we're mentioning here, but there's a mitzvah to take back Eretz Yisrael by force. It's a mitzvah too, because he even held it to Schalta de Gula. It's the beginning of the times of Mashiach, and it's a mitzvah. The, the, the Chazanish, ultimately, the, the bottom line between the Agudists, they said that that original war should not have happened. We weren't allowed, as a nation, the Jewish people were not allowed to take Eretz back by force. However, once it's done, it's over. You support it. You support Eretz Yisrael. That was the approach of the Chazanish. The Satmar Rebbe was of the approach that since the whole original war was a transgression, so therefore, to create your own government and an entity is an isser, it's a transgression. That's why the Satmar are uh, against the Medina, the government of Eretz Yisrael. Nobody in any way, shape, or form amongst those G'daylem said anything that there's an issue. They all loved Eretz Yisrael. They all loved Klal Yisrael. They loved every. That's not... The whole discussion is whether B'nai Yisrael were allowed to enter that original war of independence to go and take back and make our own country is all based upon this verse. It's a fascinating, fascinating uh, uh, Gemara, which is the source of so, so many things. But be it as it may, let's, let's see the Gemara Viter. Rav Zera, the Rav Chanin, the Dhammar Shalai Shavuos Halalalami. He says, Why, what, are the, what are these three Shavuos, these three promises Hashem made with Eretz Yisrael? First of all, Klai Yisrael is not allowed to take back Eretz Yisrael with force until Mashiach comes. Also, he made us promise that we're not going to rebel against the nations while we're in exile. promised that the, even though we're going to be in Gullus and outside of our comfort zone, outside the place of where we belong, of Eretz Yisrael, but the nations are not allowed to be mishabed us, subjugate us too much. And therefore, the, therefore, Reb Zera's opinion was that, you know, the whole conversation about Eretz Yisrael is a, is a national discussion. Amongst those vows of not taking back Israel by force, does it say anywhere that a Jew should not make Aliyah? No, no, no Shaykhis. So that's, says the Gemara, that's where Reb Zera was coming from. Reb Yehuda had this whole approach, no, individuals should go back to Israel. Says Reb Zera, all the sources about the issue of while we're in Gullah, going back to Israel, going back to Israel, that's a national thing. But as an individual, I can go there and so whatever I want. There's no, there's no problem with that. For Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda disagrees. Says the Gemara. Because it says, No, Rabbi Yehuda says, even an individual cannot go back. You know why? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, the reason why you shouldn't go back is because it's not right to arouse my love completely until Mashiach comes. So even when an individual Yidin are coming back, it's, uh, a person should not make Aliyah move to Yisrael. Okay? So, Rabbi, so that's Rabbi Huda's take. What's Rabbi Zera going to respond in our classic case of Gemara Ping Pong, right? We're going back and forth. Says the Gemara of Rabbi Zera, Mi boy Levi, Levi says that all in all, there were six oaths. There were six uh, times, where Rashi explains, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm promising you. Why, why need six? And three, are, we already said. Enoch, and the other three are, Shlayigalu Esaketz, that nobody's ever allowed to reveal the time that Mashiach really is going to come. And also, this is incredible, it's a transgression to push away Mashiach. How do you push away Mashiach? Through Averis. Every time we do an Avera, every time we, we make, make a barrier between us and the Rabbi Nishlam, so that's halting Mashiach. And that's, that we're not allowed to do. V'shaloi yegalu hasoy l'vichom. And also, we're not allowed to be megalasoid la'evikacham. We're not allowed to reveal secrets, meaning the deep secrets of Tyra are not allowed to be te- not, not allowed to be taught to uh, to the guy. Now, says Rav Zera, says Rav Zera, 
Anywhere amongst those six, do you see that individual cannot make Aliyah? No. So I'm going. <laughs> okay. Says the Gemara, It says, by the Tzvois, by the legions, or by Yalais, or the rams of the field. If you keep these promises, these oaths, everything will be good while you are in Golis. If you don't keep the promises that I set, that I arranged for you while you're in Gullus, I'm letting you know the nations of the world are going to hunt you down like hunters search for deer. Omar Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says, This is going to be, a, unfortunately, a, you know, it's a, it could be an hour-long shear. But it says, anybody who lives in Eretz Yisrael lives without any Averis. No neighbors in Eretz Yisrael should say that I'm hurt because of somebody else. Right? I got, I got, the, because of their Averis. No, nobody has Averis. Eretz Yisrael kind of cleanses. It's like a constant Yom Kippur. Constant Yom Kippur. Because people live in Eretz Yisrael are all clean from Avainis. Okay? Meaning nobody could point fingers at each other and claim that any issues or tsarists that happen is uh you know is is uh is anybody else's is anybody else's fault now obviously you can't take this just that face value because you can't do whatever you want in Eretz Yisrael just the opposite Eretz Yisrael vomits the, to, when you live in Eretz Yisrael you know you're taking on a tremendous achrayus tremendous responsibility to keep the to keep the place tohar okay but what it's letting us is that the same way a day like Yom Kippur the kedusha of the day in and of itself brings purity to the person. So too, just living and breathing, Erisol brings purity to the person. Now, if you do an Avera, that's your own problem. You know, it's, it's actually worse to do an Avera in Erisol than it is outside Erisol. Imagine doing a, the, the, the Greeks when they went into the Kaidish HaKadoshim and did all these Averas. If you're in a holier place, you've got to be more careful. <coughs> yeah. Okay. Amalei Ravala Ravashi. Rava says to Rava Wawashi, Amalei Rava Ravashi, Anan Besuvlechal, Amalei, yeah, Anan Besuvlechal, Amastin Allah. That's talking about those who are sick. Yeah? If you're sick and you go to Erzro, you have greater chance of healing because it forgives your Averis. Forgive your Averis, now a different person. So, um, so uh, it's not talking about those who have Averis, it's referring to those who aren't well physically. Amr of Anun, Rav Anun says, now we're going to enter a conversation about being buried in Eretz Yisrael, which is a fascinating halachic topic. There are extreme opinions, depending on who your posek is, taken on this, about whether it is proper for a person who lives in Chutz Laaretz, in the diaspora, to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, whether it's not proper. Ask your uh, local uh, Orthodox rabbi when you are considering such a move, because it is a fascinating topic, and the Gemara is going to touch on some of the Various approaches as to why. Amr of Anra of Anon says, Call cover so anybody's buried in Kilu cover takas a mezbeach. So if you're being buried underneath the mezbeach, the same way the mezbeach atones for Klaal Yisrael, being buried in Erd Yisrael, it brings a big atonement for the person. It says, Make for me a mezbeach. And the earth is, an, is a kapara, is an atonement for Klaal Yisrael. So anybody who goes into the earth, into the bur- is buried in the earth of Erd Yisrael, has a kapara. Ula have a ruggled have a solid. By the way, I just want to say I just want to share something. We're taught that the world was created starting in Jerusalem, starting in Jerusalem by the Harabayas, and then it spread out. Ultimately, because really the entire world is connected and stems back to the holiness of Eretz Yisrael and Jerusalem. So even somebody who's buried outside Eretz Yisrael, not to not to minimize anything the Gemara is saying, the Gemara means literally being buried in, in Israel. But notice we're going to see a few other, a couple other opinions. And these other opinions are, there's going to be opinions they actually shouldn't be buried outside of zone. It depends where and how and, and who you are and so on and so forth. But realize really, all land is Eretz Yisrael. Everything's ultimately connected, right? Everything's ultimately connected to Eretz Yisrael. Ula, have a ruggle. Yeah, Ula have a ruggle. Ula was, had a habit so when he go up to Eretz Yisrael, he hit us incredible. So Ula was always traveling between Eretz Yisrael and Chutzlaretz. He died in Chutzlaretz. Asu, so they came. Amru later of Lazar told Rabbi Lazar. Amar he said, 
Ant Ula al Adama Tamea Thomas. I cannot believe that Ula died on an impure land. I, I, I can't believe it. Amrulai, they said, I write a bot. Listen, he's he's uh, he's in his coffin. He's in his coffin. And uh, he's going there Israel to be buried. He says, I'm still I'm still surprised. You know why? Because Ula, who had such an affinity for Eretz Yisrael, granted, he came into Eretz Yisrael in a coffin and will be buried there. But a, 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 a tzaddik of his caliber, halavai, he could have died after ha- having gone back to Eretz Yisrael. You should know we say this in the bracha. We say this in the bracha before Kriyashma in the morning. And I had this conversation with somebody in our shul who was zaycha to move to Eretz Yisrael they passed away six months later. And part of the conversation I had with them before they went was that in one of the, they knew they were, they were elderly and they, you know, it was, they knew that, you know, uh, and, and, uh, and it was towards the end. And the conversation we had was that we say in the bracha, we ask Hashem to bring us upright to our land. There's a tremendous chus to walk into Eretz Yisrael standing and then be buried there, as opposed to entering in a horizontal position. So that's what Rav Lazar was surprised about. He says, I know Ula is going to have this chus, the merit of being buried in Eretz Yisrael, but halavai, if only he could have been zeichet to v'saydli chenu kam in miyas, if only he could have come back to Eretz Yisrael one last time in an upright position and passed away there. In other words, so we're saying, it's a chash of a thing to be buried there, it's even better to live there. There was a fellow, the, what, his, his brother died childless outside Eretz Yisrael. Now he had a mitzvah of Yibam, but then he lived in Eretz Yisrael, leaving Eretz Yisrael in order to perform the mitzvah. So he came to Rav Chanin, and he says to him, should I, should I leave Eretz Yisrael and move there to do Yibam? So listen to what he tells him. Your brother married a non-Jewish woman. Now, she wasn't really non-Jewish. She was totally Jewish. But he was using a very strong expression saying that the same way your brother chose to live amongst the Goyim in Gullus and he ended up dying childless is not a reason for you to make that same mistake. It's calling it a mistake. Your brother, your brother made a mistake. She's talking, sorry. Huh? He has to do there. Okay, fine. He's got to go. Fine. Yes. Yeah. Now, maybe he told him, go do your chalitza and come back. But he's telling him, don't move there. Don't take your family. That's what, that's, that's what it seems to him. Okay. The same way it's forbidden for a person to leave Eretz and move to Bavel. Now Bavel was the fortress of Torah. If you're living in Bavel, which is a fortress of Torah, you're, you're not allowed to move to other lands. The same way you're, going, you're leaving the holiness of Israel to move to Bavel, you should not leave the holiness of Bavel to move to a different part of Golos, a different part of the exile. You're even not allowed to move from Pupadisa to Bay Kuvi. Okay. Why? So uh, the reason is Pupadisa we know is famous for their yeshivas. That's where the place where the Talmud Echamim were. And somebody else and then the other place, Bay Kuvi, was far away from, from, uh, from Tyre. So this is, by the way, notice a lot of this has to do with leaving. It doesn't have to do with coming. There's, there's a big difference between somebody who's already in an environment and they're choosing to walk away from it. That's the taina. That's the claim against the person. If you have such an opportunity, why would you? Why would you, why would you leave Eretz? Why would you leave Bavel where you have so much taira to go to Bavel? Now, if you're already in Bavel, there's no taina against you why you didn't go somewhere else, which is interesting. It doesn't say, if you live, you must move to Bavel. If you're Bavel, you must move to Eretz We don't say that. It's interesting. And I think this goes back to what we, said, what we learned the other day, and that is, when it comes to marriage, it's hard to pick up and move. It's a tough thing. So once you're living somewhere, once you're in a place, though, that has so much taira, what's the? why would you run away from that? Ah, you could ask. You can ask, what about all the big tzaddikim 
And what about people who move out of town to start shuls and kiruv and yeshivas? Eh? The answer is, they're not running away from the, from the Torah. They're not running away from the Kedusha. Just, they're, they're spreading the Torah. They're spreading the Kedusha. Oh. They're, they're going to build it up somewhere else. The issue that we have over here is, don't leave that. If you're going to leave, if you're going to go to a different place, take it with you. Make this other place a, 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 a Makam Tara. Make a place a Makam Tara. Make a, spread, spread the Kedusha everywhere. But to, but to be Yairid, to make it a Yerita, to, to leave and take it, that you're not allowed to do. A person is not allowed to give that up. Who did not give that up? Shamti Rabbi Reza Purimachir. Who did not give that up? Astonia. Somebody moved from this to Astonia. Shochib, he passed away. Amar Abayah Abayah says, Boy, hi, Tzor, Merabon, Avichai. Oh, you know, it was his fault that he passed away. If he wanted, he could have lived by staying in Popadisa by the yeshivas. Rabbi Reza, Tabayu, Kshim, Shab, Bavel, Erzol, Kolata. People who are kosher in Bavel, Eretz Yisrael swallows them up. Incredible. It's like they're in Eretz Yisrael. People who are kosher, fit in the other lands are swallowed up in Bavel. Lamai, what does this mean that they're swallowed up? If you're talking about that they're fit for Yichus, for their lineage, the same way Eretz Yisrael and Bavel, they're very careful. So that can't be. Because we know that uh, Eretz Yisrael has the greatest purity, and second in command is Bavel. Says the Gemara, so as far as Yichus, you can't say other places are like that. It's got to be as far as Kvura. Meaning, if a person Zaycha to live in Bavel, and they have the Torah of Bavel, they can be brought to Eretz Yisrael to be buried. And people who are worthy in other lands outside Bavel, they should be taken to Bavel to be buried. Amr Rabbi Yisif called Darba Bavel Kilo Darba Eretzol. If you live in Bavel, it's as if you live in Eretz Yisrael. Meaning, Eretz Yisrael is a, a Bavel is a close second uh, in places to live to Eretz Yisrael. Shinamar Haitziyin, Haitziyin he multi Yisheves Bas Bavel Haitziyin like Ive Tziyin that is uh, dwelling amongst the Bas Bavel. Dwelling amongst the daughters of Bavel. So you see that Bavel and Eretz are considered a dwelling place together. Amar Abai in Aktinon, we learned Bavel loy chazia chevli de Mashiach. Bavel is not going to see the the chevli Mashiach. Chevli Mashiach is the destruction that's going to take place in the oncoming uh, in the oncoming times of Mashiach. What does that mean? Tirgama ahutzol de benyamin v'karulei karna. De Shevsa. This is referring to Hutzal of Binyamin, and some say, and they call it Karna, the corner, the Shevsa of of uh, being saved. Okay, the corner of being saved. This is uh, uh, two different places uh, apparently mentioned in uh, in Bavel, and these aren't going to have the same um, issues that are going to come in the coming of Mashiach, which is going to come everywhere else in Gullus. Amr Abelazar, Abelazar says, People who are buried outside Eretz Yisrael are not, it seems, seems what it's saying is they're not going to have a resurrection. Now, what does it mean, not going to have a resurrection? Ever? Or does it mean outside Eretz Yisrael? Remember Rashi, when Yaakov Vinu passed away? What did Yaakov Vinu say? First, he's going to go to Eretz Yisrael, and then he'll have a resurrection. But the resurrection is not going to happen outside Eretz Yisrael. They'll roll through tunnels to Eretz Yisrael, and then, if there's Zaycha, They'll, uh, they'll be but nobody's going to come out of the ground and be rebuilt outside Eretz Yisrael. I placed the Tzvi in the Eretz Chaim, in the land of life. In a land of Tzvi'ayne, the land that I like, that's where the Mesim are going to come back to life. My love, you, Yichu, Mesim, Mesim, Shabarit Yisrael, Nevlesi, Kumim, Mesim, Shabachot, Laretz. It seems you're, the dead people are going to come back to life. It seems both in Eretz Yisrael and in Chutz Laretz. So, why does it say I'm only going to give you favor in the land of Eretz Yisrael? So the Gemara says that's talking about Anavuchad Netzar Hudechsev. That's talking about Anavuchad Netzar. Damar Achman the Torah says, My Sina Alayu Malka, I will bring upon you a Melech, a king, the Kolo Ki Tovya. That is going to be light kitavya, like a deer, like a deer. It's going to be it's going to be light like a deer. Okay. In other words, he's going to be swift. He's going to be fast. He's going to come in and just take over the whole Eretz Yisrael. Let's talk about Nebuchadnezzar. I'm really Rebbe. 
he says to him, Rebbe, Mikra Acher Ani Dairish. I have another pasuk to darshan to let us know that on, there's only Tchias Amesim in Eretz Yisrael. Um, it, uh, and it says, Naisein Neshama LaAmaleha. I will give a Neshama to the nation on it. Veruach LaHochemba and a spirit to those who walk inside Eretz Yisrael. So who's going to have a spirit in Eretz Yisrael? P- uh, who's going to have a spirit? Those who are in Eretz Yisrael, which is Tchias Amesim. So if, if you're buried outside, you're going to have to roll there first. Says but it says, my nevelus, the dead bodies, the corpses, Yukuman, are going to get up. And it seems even outside Eretz Yisrael, the corpse is going to get up. It says, no. Ha'hu b'nafalim hu d'chsev. Wow. You know what this means? That nevelasi, nevelasi doesn't mean my followers. Nevelas means, um, a, a, a nevela is a miscarriage. A nefila. Nefila. Yeah. It's a miscarriage. So he says, b'nafalim. Nivelasi and is is the nifalim. Even any woman who's had a miscarriage, those babies that were miscarried, if they're buried, are going to have a tchias amesim in Eretz Yisrael. You're going to have tchias amesim in Eretz Yisrael. hi, nice in the shama la amale amay haverle. Always do with the pasuk of he'll give a neshama to the people on it. Even a shivcha kananis living in Eretz Yisrael is guaranteed a place in Eretz Yisrael. For living in Eretz Yisrael, remember she's a partial Jew. Shivcha kananis is going to keep mitzvahs. It says the nation that the nation that is on it, the nation that's on the land of Israel. And it says elsewhere, when Avram told Eliezer to remain behind, she says, "Stay here, imachamar, with the donkey, am hadayma lechamar." Even when you're part of a people that are similar to a chamar, similar to a donkey. So why do you have to mention it like that? So am im means with am is a nation. So you see that uh, even people who don't have what we'll call is the standard Jewish neshama, they also are going to be people who are on the land of Eretz Yisrael. The ruach laholchemba. And there's going to be a ruach for those who walk in Eretz Yisrael, referring to the, referring to the Tchias Hamis. And there's going to be a spirit for those in Eretz Yisrael. Amar Vir Baraba, Amar Vichan, 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 Amar Amar Vichan, Amar Vichan, Amar Vichan, Amar Vichan, Amar Vichan, Amar and develop themselves in Eretz Yisrael, where you've gone from one makam in Ruchnius to another makam in Ruchnius, you're guaranteed to be a ben Eilam Havadur. Belazar Tzadikim Shab Chustarz Enechaim. Says Gemara, according to Belazar, our Tzadikim who are buried in Chustarz, are they not going to have a Tchias Amazim? Yeah? Not going to have a Tchias How many Tzadikim do you know are buried in Chustarz? Many. Many, 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 many. Where's. Uh, where's um, it was Moshe Rabbeinu will lead us once again, right? Moshe is going to be the Beferu Shunigan. Beferu Shunigan. Yeah? Moshe Rabbeinu is not buried at all. Of course, going to have Tchias Amaz. Ask the Gemara, what do you mean, according to Belazar, what do you mean there's not going to be Tchias Amaz for anybody buried outside Eretz Yisrael? No, they'll have Tchiyas Mesa, but only after they roll through these underground tunnels to Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so it's going to take a little more time. You've got to travel. You have to travel. Okay. Mask of Sala Rabba, Rav Abba Sala, Rav Abba Sala Rabba asked, Gogol at Sadiqim Tsarhu, are you telling me that these Sadiqim were born or buried outside Eretz Yisrael? Are going to have to go through that weight and that rolling, that pain. <coughs> so Amar Abai, Abai says, Mechilais Nasnam Karka. It's going to be Mechilais, hollowed out tunnels that are there underground. Okay, they'll be there underground. And uh, it seems they may even have Tchias Hamesim prior. So what, what can happen for them is they'll come back to life and then there, there'll be these tunnels which there's Midrashim that say that Maishu Rabbeinu's burial place has a direct tunnel to the Mars of Machpelah, and the Mars of Machpelah has a direct tunnel to the Kaisel, to the Makam Mikdash. So uh, the Avas and Imois are always connected to the... To the they got the direct line. They got direct line. They're always connected physically, Mamish physically, to the Makam Mikdash. 
to the place of, of the Mikdash. So these tzaddikim, when they come to life, they'll have these underground uh, light rails that uh, takes them straight to Eretz Yisrael, where they'll, uh, they'll come out of the ground. Yaakov says, bring me back to our soul so I can be buried with them. Amar Karna, Dvarim Begav. That these matters of Yaakov Avinu, you should pay attention to this. Be, look at Yaakov Avinu's Maisa. Yaakov knew he was a tzaddik. He was no fool. He wasn't a slouch. He knew this. If Yaakov Avinu insisted on being buried to be brought, um, on being buried in Eretz Yisrael, why would he bother his kids? Let him be buried in Mitzrayim, and he'll get these. Uh, he'll he'll get the tunnel. He'll get the. He'll get the tunnel. Shema la yiskel mechilas. Yeah, maybe he won't have la matriachas banav. Shema la yiskel mechilas. He's nervous about uh, the tunnels. Okay, you're right. Rashi brings up two other pshatim as well. He's nervous about kinim, whatever that means. He's not scared of lice, but uh, but also that he's going to turn to a desire. Okay. Similarly, it says, Yosef also is buried in Mitzrayim. He also wants to be brought to Eretz Yisrael. There's, there's matters here that you should pay attention to. Yosef the, the brothers of Rabbah sent to Rabbah. added on to this idea. Listen to this, Hebra. There was a man whose Bashert lived outside Eretz Yisrael. So he wanted to make Yuri die. He's going to go marry her. He's the, she's the woman for him. You know what he did? Kivan Sheshama Kazais, but as soon as he heard the importance of being buried in Eretz Yisrael, Gilgal Ba'atzmai Adyay He he remained single until his day of death. He didn't want to marry anybody else. And apparently in order to marry her, he had to live outside of Eretz Yisrael. He says, I prefer to have eternity in Eretz Yisrael than to have uh, a few years outside Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, even though you are such a chacham, you can't uh, you can't uh, make similar a person who learns by his own to somebody who learns from his rebbe. If you're going to say in the charav, you don't have a teacher because Rabbah didn't want to come to live in Eretz Yisrael. So they said, listen, oh, you're going to tell me uh, you, you got to live in Bavo because that's where your rebbe is, and Eretz Yisrael won't have a rebbe. No, yesh the charav, you can have a rebbe here in Eretz Yisrael too. Umanu, who would be your Rabbi Rabbah? Rabbi Eichanan, would be Rabbi Eichanan, famous, uh, famous early Amir from Eretz Yisrael. And if, and if you don't come up, if you don't go up, he's Zahir, incredible. So you're not going to come there so on. If you don't come up, you got to be careful. You got to be careful about, uh, about three things. Altarba be Yeshiva. Here's you got to be careful about. Altarba be Yeshiva. Don't sit too much. Sitting too much causes hemorrhoids. Now that's in a very uh, physical definition. You can also say, have a listen to this, beautiful. What's yeshiva? Don't sit in one spot. In life. Don't sit in one spot. Because sitting in one spot, it's harsh for tachtonius. What is tachtonius? The bottom. It sends you down. Oh. It sends you down. It, it's it, as the famous saying goes: life is an EKG machine. You're either going up or you're going down. If you're flat, you're dead. No one's ever flat in life. You're never doing nothing. As long as we're breathing, as long as we're kicking, we're either steiging, we're growing, and or we're going in the other direction. So they said. So that so yeshiva kosh No, sitting. It's important to know yeshiva sitting in one spot is kosh lechachtanius. Also va'altarba ba'amida. Incredible. Don't do too much of Amida. Don't stay in one place for too long. So physically, it's for one. You know, it's it's not good for for your back. But also over here, it's referring to how do you stand up? But be firm. Don't push me around. People are in their midas. They're very. Hey, don't tell me what to do. People are are stubborn. Yeah. Shamida kosher lelev. Standing uh, standing uh, for too long is not good for the heart. Kosher lelev. It's hard for the heart. Altarba balicha. 
and also don't walk too too far. Shahalicha Koshle Naim. Walking too much is not good for the eyes. It's not good for the eyes. Beautiful. Ella Shlish Biyeshiva Shlish Bamida Shlish Behilach. Rather, you need a mixture, you need a combination. You need all three. You need all three. Uh, not to walk too much because it's harmful for the eyes. Don't walk. Don't sit for too long. Don't stand for too long. And don't walk for too long. Rather, a third sitting, a third standing, a third walking. And you should know, anytime you sit without leaning, you know what I mean? Sit without leaning. You ever sit on these stools that don't have a back? Right? You just, you just sit and, right? There's no, uh, there's no smicha. There's nothing to lean on. There's no support. You might as well stand. You might as well. Uh, you, you might as well stand. Amida sokataytach. What does it mean? Standing. Amrit amida koshalev. You tell me you might as well stand. Listen, but then you're picking your poison. As uh, one of the uh, famous Jewish comedians, Olav Asholom, Olav Asholom uh, passed away re- uh, recently. For those who you know, who I'm talking about about a year ago. Uh, he's that's right. So he says. Uh, he says nowadays you can't eat any food. It'll kill you. <laughs> Whatever you ever eat. It used to be coffee was healthy. Now it'll kill you. Yeah? And they tell you eggs. You got to eat eggs. Eggs are healthy. And they tell you, no, too much cholesterol. It'll kill you. <laughs> he goes through, he goes through uh, 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 each food. So he says, what do you mean? You said it's not good for you. Says the no, no, let me explain. Ella, rather, yeshiva, basmicha. When you sit without any sort of support, amida sheish basmicha Better to stand and lean than to sit without leaning. So standing's also not good. Sitting without a back and standing are both not good. But standing while you're leaning, that's, that's the uh, approach that one should have. Okay? Very good. Now, take this Gemara literally in a, in a physical way. But even in a not physical way, uh, you know, what it means is sitting in one place for too long in life Standing firm on one's conviction and uh, and walking means to go from one place to another in areas of tire, not to go too fast, not to go too far. You have to pace yourself and to know when it is. You know, we say in Marev, we say in Marev in Hashkivin, it's such a beautiful vart chevra, such a beautiful vart. A vart doesn't necessarily mean it's true. A vart means a word, a beautiful idea. This is Mamish had such an impact on me. We said tonight in Marev. Hashkivenu. There's a blessing Hashkivenu. Okay? In Hashkivenu we say, Vahaser Satan Mufanenu Umeyacharenu. Hashem, please remove the Satan Mufanenu from in front of us and the Satan from behind us. So the Bali Musr say, to remove the Satan from in front of us, we understand. Get out of my way. I want to go do something good. Once the Satan's behind me, I'm not looking at him anymore. What's the problem? Why am I asking Hashem to remove the Satan from behind me? Zok the Bali Musr, incredible. Sometimes the Satan, the Satan, he's, he's a smart dude. Sometimes he stands in front of him, he's like, tell him, don't go, don't do that, don't go. I'm like, no, get out of my way. Get out of my way. Right? Halavai, I say that. Otherwise, he'll stop me. And then sometimes the Satan's like, you know what? I have a better idea of how I'm going to stop telling him. I'm going to go behind him. I'm going to put my hand on his back. And I'm going to start pushing. And I'm saying, tell them, no, 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 do this. Take on this chumrah. Do that, do that, do that. Before you know, you fell out the sixth floor window and you're gone. Right? You flipped right out. You're, you're, you're tack- trying to tackle a Yiddishkeit that is so out of whack and doesn't have a proper derech. is so not methodical and is so not sensible that the Satan got us to go off the derech by, by convincing us to do more that's going to put me on his Zulim. So he goes by, he's like, you know, keep going, keep going, keep going. You fall flat on your nose. So that's some, we have to real, we have to notice the satan. We have to notice the satan. There's a, I believe it was, I believe the Rav Pam once quoted a, um, a, a marshal. He heard it from somebody else, I forget who it was, where there was a guy who made Aliyah. Guy moves to Eretz And, you know, comes to Eretz and where do you go when you go land in Israel? First place you go, you go to the Kaisel. Yeah, and you go, to the, go straight to the Kaisel. All right. So he comes to the Kaisel. The first thing he sees when he gets to the Kaisel is Yitzhahar. So he looks at his Yitzhahar. He says, what are you doing here? I thought I left you back in the States. Yitzhahar says, you meshugana, 
Who do you think brought you here? <laughs> right, who do you think brought you here? Sometimes we think we're, make, we're making an aliyah. We think we're going up. And really, you have to be careful. You have to know who's causing me to do this. We think we're doing the right thing. Got to make sure it's with the proper approach, with the proper derech. Okay, here, let's keep going. Yitzhak, Shimon, and Aisha all said the same thing. We're now up to the third line. Halakha Rav Yehuda befrades. Halakha is like Rav Yehuda when it comes to a ferd. Do you know what a ferd is? It's a horse. Uh, almost. It's a combination of a horse and uh, a horse and a cow, a mule. What does a, a mule come from? A horse and a donkey. A horse and a donkey make a mule. That's a ferd. A ferd is a mule. That's really what it means. Yeah, a ferd. Yeah, but the uh, produce is uh, is a meal. The time of the rice of Yudaimer, Pirda de Tava, if you have a Shetava, uh, if you have a ferd, if you have a mule that's being Teveya, it, it wants to mate. You're not allowed to mate it with a horse or a donkey. Remember, you're not allowed to mate different types of animals together. So a mule comes from these two. So it has a, it has a temptation. For one of those two, you can't mate it because it's going to be shot. Ella mina a mule. One mule can mate with another mule. Am Rabbi Nachman bar Yitzchak. Rabbi Nachman said Yitzchak Yitzchak Zer Rabbi Yitzchak Navcha Shimon Zer Rabbi Shimon Pazi Rami La Reish Lakish Aisha Zer Rabbi Aisha bar Rabbi. He's explaining who these three were, which uh, which Rabbi Shimon we're talking about, which Yitzchak we're talking about, and which Rabbi Aisha we're talking about. Okay. Am Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar says, Ami Aratzais, Einon Chav, Wawayim, and Ama Aretz is not going to have Tchias Amesim. Shenamar Mesim, Baal, Yechiu, Vegaimer, and Ama Aretz are Mesim that will never come back to life. Tani, without, uh, over here, in Ama Aretz is not referring to somebody who's just ignorant and doesn't know and hasn't studied. It's referring to somebody who does know and doesn't do. I would think it's referring to anybody who's dead is not going to live. Only those who are reformed, those who let loose, are not going to get up. Who's not going to have a person who purposely loosens his life from the words of Tyra? You were in the grasp of Tyra. You had a connection to Tyra. And you know what you did? You purposely just removed the hands of Tyra off. And I said, I'm not interested in this. I'm walking away from that. Such a person is not going to be Zeicheh to Tchiyas HaMesim. You got to live like a Yid. Not only die like a Yid. I don't like that. Um, the, uh, really, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I don't like you saying like that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't like when you speak about Amaratzim in such a way. Meaning, I disagree. I disagree that Amaratz is not going to Tchiyas HaMesim. This is talking about somebody who goes and serves Avedah Zarah. Just because you don't keep Tyra and you go off the derech doesn't mean you're not going to Tchiyas HaMesim. You know who doesn't Tchiyas HaMesim? A person who goes and joins other religions. You turn away from the Rabbani Shlalem, you go, you go towards Avedah Zarah. And you involve yourself in those matters. Amar lei, mikra achar ni That I know from a different pasuk t'chsev, ki tal oireis, talachav eretz refaim tapiel, kol ha-mishtamer bar teira ar teira mechayeyu. Uvachal she'e mishtamer bar teira ein ar teira mechayeyu. The bottom line is that, you know, the words of teira help bring life to somebody. And if you involve yourself in the light of Tyra, the light of Tyra is going to shine on the person after they pass away, and they'll have a Tchias HaMesim. However, if you don't involve yourself in the light of Tyra, he says, you walk away from Tyra, you loosen it, you purposely walk away, you lose your schus of Tchias HaMesim. Kivan Dechazi to come at Star, but he saw that Rabbi Yechanan didn't like this. Amalei, he says to him, Rabbi Matzosadam Takonam in Tyra. You know, even though I believe that my drusha was correct, I found an Eitzah. Rabbi Yechon was very upset that he's saying that people who were raised in ways of Torah and walk away have no schos and tchias hamesim. Rabbi Yechon was very bothered by that. He didn't like that. And Rabbi Lazar was proving to him that it's true. But Rabbi Yechon, it irked him. He says, I don't believe that's true. So what Rabbi Lazar did is he went searching to see why it bothers Rabbi Yechon so much. So he says, he came back, he said, Rebbe, you're right. I have another Pasuk. I have another Pasuk which shows um, uh, help, so to speak, for people who walk away from Torah. What does it mean to cling to Hashem? What does it mean to, to connect yourself to the Shekhinah? What does that mean? You get no near their burnt, you'll get burnt by fire. 
Anybody marries off a daughter to a Talmud Chucham, or a person who helps give financial support to a Talmud Chucham. Either by giving them or by involving them in their business trans- transactions. Or a person who uses what he has to benefit Talmud Chucham. Person who gives what they have to somebody who dedicates their life to eternity, you are connecting yourself to the very Shechina. Okay, what do you see from here? A person is Amaretz. You know what? But if, as long as they connect themselves back in some way to a person of Torah, and they help that and they support that, they're also going to have Tchias Hamisa. Similarly, it says. To love Hashem and to cling to Hashem, you can't cling to the Shekhinah. Or involves himself in business, which is going to bring benefit to a person who uses his property to benefit a Tamil Chacham. The Torah considers it as if you're being dovuk to the Shekhin. In the future, the Tzadikim are going to be Tzava. They're going to sprout up. And go up to Yerushalayim. Okay? Meaning, the Tzadikim are going to first roll through the tunnels by Tzchiyas HaMesim. And then they're going to come out of the ground by Tzchiyas HaMesim. Shenemar, as it says, the city will come up from grass like grass from the land. The city is referring to Yerushalayim. Shenemar, the Ganaisi Yasir Azais. I will, I will, Ganaisi. I'm going to shield this city, referring to Yerushalayim. The tzaddikim are going to come back to life. Ready for this? In their clothing, they're going to have their clothing. The clothing will be rebuilt with their bodies. Okay? I know that from wheat. Just like wheat is buried without any sort of clothing, just a kernel. When you pluck wheat out of the ground, it's covered over in many, many layers. Right? It's covered over in, in uh, many layers. So, so too, says the Gemara, Sadiqim who are buried with their clothing, how much more so? How much more so? Okay, now there's a whole conversation here what clothing means, doesn't mean, uh, you know, doesn't mean uh, literally, but they're not buried in their clothing literally. They're buried in Tachrichim. So, yes, they will. Um, um, but uh, this can also mean, it can also mean that um, they're going to, have the same thing that cloaked them in their lifetime with all their good midas and all the things that they have, that's all going to be resurrected and come back with them. says, In the future, the land of Eretz Yisrael is going to re- get ready for this. It's going to grow chocolate cake. What? It's going to grow chocolate cake. And it's going to grow... It's going to grow brand name clothing. Top-notch clothing and top-notch food is going to come straight out of the ground in the times of Tchiyas HaMesim. Ready-made. Ready-made to eat. Shanamar Yehi Pisas Bar Haaretz. There will be Pisas Bar Haaretz. There's going to be Pisas that's going to grow straight from the land. Now, what's Pas? Bread. So you see, bread is going to come straight from the land. Now, pas also is an expression of wool, Rashi explains. Wool? So ready-made wool is going to come out, is going to come out of the ground as well. Tonarabonon, the rabbis learned, and that's why the rabbis, you hate peace as barbaras There's going to be a lot of grain on top of the mountains on where they said, I see the chisha You ready, ready for this, Hevra? Yeah. Uh, listen, Halavai, we see this tonight. Halavai is tonight. In the times of Mashiach and Chiyas HaMesim, when you plant a kernel of wheat, it is going to grow the next morning the size of a palm tree. It's a lot of grain. Yeah, it's a lot of grain. And it's going to be as high as a mountain. You're going to be like, I don't want it so tall. How am I ever going to cut that down? 
Talmud Leimar, don't worry. Yirash Kavon Imperiai. Hakadosh Baruch Hu may be Ruach and Beis Ganazu. He won't have to do anything. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to bring a wind from his from his storehouse of of blessing. Umenash Bala, and it'll blow. Umashra Eslasa, and all the kernels are just going to fall right out and land at your feet. So you'll go out to your feet, your, your field. All the wheat kernels will already uh, be on the ground, and you, you'll uh, you'll pick it up, and it's even going to be pre-ground. What about the it's, it's already going to be fine flour. And that'll be uh, enough for you and your whole family. Yeah, you'll have cake too. No, so you'll have cake too. To make the cake. If she wants a different cake, she wants a different cake. That was a specific type of cake. That the Gemara was talking to. I said chocolate cake just because that's the classic American food, but it's some other sort of cake. But yeah, anything that's going to come is going to be ready made. You're not going to have to go out and work, and everybody's going to be able to bask in their relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Im chelav There's going to be there's going to be chelav uh, is fats kilyais the kidney chita of wheat. So the wheat is going to be each barley of wheat is going to be as big as a kidney. Amru asid chita shtei kishtei kloyes shal shar hagadol. Each kernel of wheat is going to be as big as a kidney of a large ox. That's how big in the in the times of Tchias Amesim, what's uh, what's going to be coming on? Valtatama, and don't be astonished. You know, there was a uh, there was a um, a fox that that um, once came that once fit into a lefes. Into a turnip, ushkalu umatsu by shishim litrin. It was sixty liters, but litra shal sipari of a sipari dika liter. Yeah, basically, it was a turnip that was humongous, and a fox kind of like, you know, dug it out to uh, use it as a house. They found like a fox, and it was it was humongous. But says the Gemara, yeah, you astonish it. No, this is going to be the norm. It's going to be standard stuff. Tani we learned in the brisa. Amr Amr Yosef Amr. There was a story in Shechem with somebody whose father passed away and he gave him three stalks of mustard. And one of them uh, rooted. And that new branch, they found nine cabin of mustard. And its branch, Sukas Yitzrin. It was big enough to be able to dig out a hut, to be able to live in. Amrav Shem Betachlifa, Kelach Shakrov Our father left us a left us a stalk of a cabbage. But you know, Eilam Viyardna by Besulam, and we need a ladder to go up and down. Yeah, so you eat all these naffles and and these uh, these um, uh, fiction type of books, and the Gemara here is saying, you know what? That's all an imagination. Yeah, that's all an imagination for what's going to be in the times of of Tchias uh, Amazim. That's it. Vedamein of Tishmar Chomer. Let's go a little weiter, just another couple minutes. Here we go. Vedamein of Tishmar Chomer, and you will drink grapes like wine. Amru, they said, like Alamazel Maba, the world, like Alamaba, Alamazel Yesh Beitzar, live Sarvelidra, Alamaba, maybe I know, Vachas Bikarna Bisvino. In the current world, you got to go and do the whole process of creating wine. However, in the times of Mashiach, were actually in times of Tchias Amesim, that you're going to be able to bring a grape on a boat. Umenicha bezavis beisay, put it near the corner of your house. Umesapik imena betkitipos gadol, and the the wine from this grape is going to be as much juice as you get from a vat. The eitz of masik and takas at tavshul, and the 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 wood will be enough to um, to. Uh, constantly cook food. There won't be a single grape that doesn't have 30 saw of wine that seeps from it. And you'll drink the, the juice of grapes like you drink wine. Don't read the word chomer, wine. Rather a chomer. Chomer is 30 saw, it's a measurement. He will tie his donkey to the vine. There's not going to be a single vine in Eretz Yisrael. That's how much food there's going to be and how much grapes there's going to be. That if you, want to, if you want to ultimately pick your whole vine, you'll need the whole city to come out and, and harvest for you. There's going to be so much, uh, so large and so much that's, uh, that's out there. Velasireka, we'll just fin- do, do a little more of this pasuk and then we'll hold it here. Velasireka, b'ni asayne. And from the branches, you'll tie 
the children of the donkey in the called Elon structure Eretz Yisrael. There won't be a single barren tree in in the land of Eretz Yisrael. A tree that was barren and wasn't producing in the future will end up will will be able to produce so much that you'll be able to load up two donkeys. You're going to say, oh, maybe these grapes won't have any wine. Yeah, maybe they'll be big and heavy, but who says they're going to be good? He's going to, you're going to do your laundry and wine. Say, oh, maybe the wine won't be so red. The grapes of the juice are called blood. That's how deep and thick the color is going to be. Maybe you're going to say, oh, okay, fine, it might be, but it'll be grape juice. not going to be, you're not going to feel good. You want to have a geschmack, a kick. Like wine gives in. Talmud Leimar. No, no, no. Susai. It's going to be Susai. What's Susai? Susai means geschmack. I'm going to be, dr- I'm going to be drawn to it. Maybe you won't have such a deep flavor. Maybe such a deep flavor. Yeah. Talmud Leimar. Chachile enayamihayin. You're going to be red, you have red eyes from the wine. Any chiech, ready? Any taste bud that touches, it's going to say, Come to me, li, li, li. Every taste bud is going to say, Oh, more, 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 more. Oh, come to that side of the mouth. Oh, come to me, each taste bud. Okay, the kids will enjoy it, but the elderly, those who have developed palates, won't be so gishmak for them. We'll remember better. The, the white teeth from milk. What does that mean? White teeth from milk. Don't read only Levenshinayim. With a white tooth, Ella Levenshonim. It's going to be Gishmak to somebody of multiple, of who has many, many years behind them. They're the ones who are going to realize, um, who are going to realize, even with their experience, how delectable this, uh, how delectable this wine is. Okay. We'll hold it here. The Gemara is now going to ask another Shiloh, which is, you know, this Pasuk, we, we just gave a number of drushas from. We expounded what each word means. The Gemara is going to ask, what is the simple meaning of the verse? What is the Pashup shot in the Pesukim? We'll hold it here for today. Tomorrow, we will be to make a Siyam to finish up Meseches Ksubis. Bez Hashem, have a wonderful, wonderful Chaydesh. Look forward to seeing everybody 6.40 p.m. tomorrow. Agitanacht.